when somebody comes to me and says, gee, I hope you can help me with my pain. I say, you're in the wrong place. What do you believe about your pain? Well, I believe I'm broken. I can't help you. If you believe your pain is a signal and it sucks because it hurts, then I can help you. Tony Robbins, human being. I get people who resonate with him all over the place. I also hear people who say, oh, I hate that guy. And I said, well, why do you hate it? Well, because I don't need any motivation. That's good because he's not a motivator. He's a strategist. Works with the best people in the world for a reason. Tiger Woods, Conor McGregor, any females out there that he's working with, they don't need motivating. They need a path. This isn't fairy tales and, you know, la la land. Some days are going to suck. Okay, what's today going to teach me? Versus why is this happening to me? And you'll be way happier. And I think you'll be more open to find your solution at that point. That was Brian Bradley. And this is Doug It, the podcast. Welcome to episode 69 of Doug It with Brian Bradley, the posture coach to Tony Robbins, Jack Nicholas, the golfer, Conor McGregor, the fighter, and Doug Moore's the lover of life and finding the truth. Hopefully you've heard of a few of those names. Uh, Brian really is a coach to the best of the best, and he is the president, brand development, and special programs head of Agoski Method. Basically, that means he's the man in charge now. The method was developed by Pete Agoscu, and Pete was a Marine in the Vietnam War, I believed, and he was shot in the hip. And even though his body healed and he had the surgeries and what have, none of the specialists could fix his pain or his imbalances. And so he took this incredible kind of beginner's mindset to the body. And he opened up Grey's Anatomy, the book, saw that humans are symmetrical bipeds, that when all the bones are balanced and stacked on top of each other, as they should be that the body operates correctly it's pain-free the lymph system works the cerebral fluid in the brain drains correctly um, basically that balance of the body is your foundation for life and for performance and everything you do and if it's out of balance then that's when you get the symptoms the pain um, and really the the idea is to live a limitless life as pete puts it so this podcast, whether you're trying to lose weight, you've got an injury, um, maybe just pain in the body, uh, it's, it's really incredible. Even uh, sinus pain, um, if you're like me, you're recovering from a brain injury, it's all connected to the balance of the body. So this, this really is a life-changing podcast, a life-changing method, and uh, hopefully you'll get a lot out of it. We do, Brian does show some visuals, um, before and after photos and, and a few a few of his favorite books and that kind of thing. So um, if you want the video version, I'll put it up on YouTube as well and also share some of the clips on my Instagram page. But um, yeah, make sure to check out Agoscu. It's just incredible, their workouts, their alignment practices, um, the books. It's just a wealth of knowledge and can help so many people avoid so much pain and discomfort and perform at their best. So I'm sure you'll get lots out of it and without further ramblings uh here is mr brian bradley how would you describe the the method and what you do to a to a layman we kind of run in a gray area where we fit in let's say within let's say it's the all blacks right the all blacks greatest rugby team ever. And I know if you're from South Africa or Australia, I just pissed you off. So I apologize. And definitely the Irish that are listening, they're very upset at me right now because I'm half Irish. So I should be saying that, but let's just say it's the all blacks. They have a strength coach and they have a health team, like the athletic trainer, the physical therapist, the MD. Many times these guys are bridged so far apart from each other that this guy's strengthening the person. This guy or lady is helping them live pain-free. Well, where does the athlete come into play? The athlete gets tugged away because they say, I have a chronic groin pull. I can't lift and do strength training. This one over here says, you have a chronic groin pull because you did too much lifting and strength training. 
And now we have a fight between two people that should be meshed together. Egoscue basically fills in the middle. And the, the analogy for the strength coach and the rehab department is in layman also. Well, I'm a patient of my doctor over here and I have my athletic performance that I wanna do over here or just walking around or living pain-free. There's no congruency between the two. Bridge that gaps every, we're the, we're the thing that brings the gap together. So uh, to live pain-free, you have to go after the cause, not the symptom. So when somebody says my shoulder hurts, rarely is it a shoulder problem. You mentioned Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus. It's not a back problem. It's a hip problem, an upper body overuse problem, and the lower back got the shit kicked out of it. So stop treating symptoms. Start looking at the cause. And I don't ask you to stop treating symptoms. I'm going to tell you to stop treating symptoms. If you don't like it, eventually you're going to have to because you'll be back to see me when nothing else works. But it's the customer that's doing the work. It's not the healthcare professional patting themselves in the back going, I did that. No, it's the human sitting in front of you that took time out of their day to fix themselves. That's the biggest thing here. It's, it's for the customer to do the work rather than looking at me and saying, I hope you can get me well. And I just tell them we have a big hole in hope. I need you at belief that you can do it, not me. And really, that's where Agoscu is. We live in the pain-free world. We created that. We basically created the corrective exercise world 30-some um, years ago when everybody used to laugh at it. But because we were so symptom-driven and chasing symptoms, that was the biggest thing. And that's what I found very intriguing when I met Pete Agoscu 30 years ago during the first book, The Agoscu Method of Health Through Motion. And now it's basically the whole method's about 50 years old this year. And it's been fun to watch it grow. Yeah, I mean, I first came across it at a Tony Robbins event, and then I was um, a, a, just intuitively went to different physios and couldn't resolve, you know, runner's knee or, you know, mostly like a runner's knee issue. And I've got, uh, I'm sure you've come across it, like a scoliosis on my neck that was never, you know, pulling the shoulders out of balance, playing a lot of golf, one-sided sport. And um, I was cycling down the West Coast of America and went, because our Agoscu, I think there was only one Agoscu teacher in New Zealand. She had a bike accident, which was really sad. And so there's no one here. And I was cycling down the coast of California, went into the Orange County one and got a menu. And I remember him looking at me walk and, and with the kind of posture chart behind you. And it wasn't the kind of awareness of my own posture was just um, opened up in that moment when, when I looked how unsymmetrical it was um, and the walking pattern. But I found, yeah, and then I went away from it because there wasn't anyone in New Zealand and I, I, what I had. But then recently, last year, I had the brain injury um, surfing and it came across, you know, got really into the recovery process and found your work again. And you're talking about the, it's interesting, the specialist I saw said, check your neck first. And I felt, you know, I could feel, feel an impingement and like a stuck energy in there when I was in like a float tank. And then all the all the conversation you were having around the cerebral fluid, that kind of all made sense. Um, and that seems to be a huge issue now as well. I mean, and we're a big contact sport nation with rugby, lots of friends with, you know, uh, brain fog and different things from concussions. Um, can you talk to the importance of the the with the brain health and, and posture as well? So are we, is this uh, audio or visible also? This is visible as well. So I'll, I'll better cut, cut out this um, clip and put that up uh, on YouTube as well. Okay. So let's say you have the brain and trust me, this will be, I'm going to sign this piece of art that I'm going to show you because in case you want to sell it later, I mean, it'll be worth, I can't even tell you how much it's going to be worth. It's going to be unbelievable. But anyway, my, uh, I'm not known for my drawing skills. So let's just say, and I'm going to anecdotally draw in a, a normal spinal curve. Okay. And there's a pelvis and then you have your head sitting there. And let's just say that very simply is how the spine should look the natural S curve. You have, this is a person looking this direction, by the way. So we're going here. 
And let's just say it's your hair. Hold on, let me put your hair in there. Actually, I just gave you a perm. It doesn't look good. I'm gonna just tell you, to be honest, it doesn't look good. Okay, so let's say that's, uh, that's, that's you as a player in there, right? Here's your, you have your, you have your lumbar spine right here. You have your thoracic spine here and you have your cervical spine here. So your neck, your mid back and your low back and here's your pelvis. Boom, you take a hit. What's the first thing that you do when you take a hit? You're not knocked out. Something's not right. Do you stand up straight or does your body kind of go like this? Yeah, you went to self-preservation yep, self mode. What happens to the body then is the head goes out here, the neck, so your head becomes forward like this. Your pelvis goes and rounds over this part of your upper back like that with a seriously forward head. And then you pelvis goes forward and you know now you're all over the place so it ends up looking like that you know and that's now you have fluid that's trying to go from here to here and it's getting coagulated and convoluted on the way up blocked with spinal injuries and adhesions and no diaphragm function i'm i'm telling you flat out and this goes for everybody in New Zealand who's had injuries, or if you're heading up neurology departments, I would love to have the discussion because when you can change the relationship between the leg bone and the pelvis, you've unlocked the healing mechanism for the brain, but not until then. You can treat all you want by looking here, but you're only looking here. When the cerebral spinal fluid is still being pumped that direction and pulsed that direction, and then it's washing, feeding, blah, blah, blah. But it's like filling up a bathtub with a big hair clog at the drain and you keep filling up the bathtub. It doesn't make sense. The tub's going to finally overflow, but in your brain, it can't overflow. It doesn't come out your ears. So what it does is it starts to pressurize the head by more fluid gets put in there. It starts to compress the brain. And then we go, oh, you must have a swelling of the brain versus what if the fluid was pushing down, giving you the illusion the brain was swelling something to think about mm. yeah that's because i i came across uh dr mark gordon who was on joe rogan's podcast um and so his specialist in new zealand dr elizabeth harris who, who was who i contacted first and she you know the hospital they just tell you you know rest up and you'll be all right and two weeks later i'm i can't even read a book or i you know walk into walls and um and intuitively i could feel the pressure in my neck and when she said that that was uh that made a lot of sense so i had that checked out by cairo and had a x-ray of it but then you know i got really into the goscu exercises as well but um I'll, I'll run that past her because she's leading up like the clinic here and a lot of the research here as well and i think by the sounds of the mark gordon podcast it sounds like that's a missing link that I haven't heard anyone else discuss. It's all been hormone treatment, anti-inflammatory, turmeric, omega-3s. Um, Think about what so you I feel like that's a... Turmeric, omega-3s, all of those are anti-inflammatory, curcumin, um, great products out there. Anti-inflammatories, hormone treatments. Why is it inflamed? Because we keep picking the scab. Just because you have a head injury doesn't mean that the body at the nervous system and at the spine and the hip quit doing their job and trying to feed the brain with nourishment and clean it. And I mean, come on, this is, this is so simple. It's why people, <laughs> you guys are New Zealanders, so you can handle this. It's why people's asses are getting fatter the more they work out. I wanted to ask you about that too, because I know that's uh, uh I see, I don't, I just see it everywhere. Um, maybe, and it's my, it's kind of sought after in Brazil, the butt implants and everything, but the, <laughs> uh, there's a lady that used to come to my yoga classes, had lymph issues and she'd do this manual lymph training. And when you mentioned the lymph system and, and, and fat depository getting stuck in certain places, particularly the, the butt is that that's coming at the hips then that what would be the main driver for that the same thing with conor mcgregor 
power comes yep. in a punch from the hip. If your hip is out, you're not throwing a punch with the power that you need. Look, Connor just broke his leg. I love it. You realize the, the opportunity that's sitting in front of him right now to realize that I broke my leg. That means, so if I'm with him, I tell him that means that my hip on the same side shuts down neurologically to very smartly protect my broken bone from me walking on it. The problem is when they start rehabbing him, somebody's going to say, he's ready to go. The bone is healed. But nobody turned the circuit breaker back on. So he's always going to have a hip disparity left to right. And if it's his left leg, that's his power leg to be able to throw that left arm. You can kiss power goodbye. Unacceptable by a fighter of that level. This is a young lady that I, this is a perfect example of the lymphatic issue coming to us with chronic back pain. But look how her body changed just from, and let me clarify for your females so they don't want to kick me right in the nuts. I want you to know this. When I say fatter, I'm spelling fatter, P-H-A-T-T. I'm not spelling it F-A-T-T-E-R. We're talking about the lymphatic system. We're not talking about you going, oh, I ate two pizzas and two milkshakes at every meal. Okay, that's, that's a habit that needs to break too. But we need to give the body the unfair advantage of a natural heel strike, mid-stance, toe-off. Heel, ball, toe, heel, ball, toe. If you want to know what kind of day you're going to have, just walk barefoot across your floor. And if it's not center, 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 and it's out here like this, and you have a bunion forming, you're actually making yourself worse by exercising. So I see people go to the gym like you do all the time and I see them getting worse. This was, I remember that squatting in front of a mirror. Yeah, yeah I went through the phase of just wanting to lift everything heavy and, and just the hips twisting as I squatted. And a lot of other friends complaining of similar issues and they're all ex-athletes you know one of them ended up getting a back surgery he was an engineer you know 25 and um i thought it, there's no kind of conscious training here everyone's just lifting weights and and the issues still remain um so where where do people start with is it coming to see someone like yourself? Is it doing the workouts online? Because um, even just doing your planks, sorry, just one last thing, even doing your planks, how different the plank is in a Goscu, even compared to how it's taught in gymnastics or yoga. And it's very confusing for people to know what to, when so many people are saying different things. It's not confusing because it makes sense and instinctively makes sense when you hear the truth. Don't bullshit me with, well, it's just so confusing. There's so much information out there. It's not true. There's so much bullshit information out there, but you got to sniff through it. And don't get me wrong. I'm not even judging the BS. I'm looking at it going, the person who's disseminating the BS actually believes in their own BS. So I don't judge it. It's just where they are educationally and experientially where they are. I just happen to really get lucky 30 years ago to fall into line with a guy who figured this out. The way Pete Agoscu, I, it's like he has a third eye to be able to look at the human body way differently. But here's the key. The new pain-free book's coming out. You'll see it back here. That's the first version of that came out in 97. 2.0 is coming out toward the end of this year. It's not a how to fix myself book. It's a why should I fix myself book with how to do it. So don't look for what do I do? Look at why I should do it. Just like business. Nobody cares what I do, really. They do care why I do it before they write me a check. Everybody has bills to pay. I get it. But if somebody came to me and said they bought the pain-free book, and said, Brian, I hate to bother you, but I've, I read the first three chapters. I'm confused. What do I do? I'm, here's what I say to myself. Oh my God, what an opportunity. This person went out and purchased the pain-free book, read all three chapters out of their valuable time in their life, took the time to themselves to get that done. Now they've taken the time to contact me. The worst thing I can do is not answer them. 
The best thing I can do is say, send me a picture or let's get on Zoom real quick so I can look at you. And even if I have to guide you through the book and say, go to chapter four, chapter seven, chapter nine, do those, have a nice life, see you later, refer me clients. You've created a zealot forever when you do it with a person like that, because we, you know, you can get a book for $15. You can come and do our whole, our whole Zoom immersion therapy that I do with people. I don't care which one you choose. It just has to fit your lifestyle. And I never base anything on money, like even in my own personal life. You know, if I wanted to buy the Normatec system to, you know, do the pressurized stuff up my legs that like they do with uh, the healing of athletes. Yeah, I'm going to spend $1,900 for the whole body system. Now, I probably won't spend that much because, you know, they, uh, they want me to use that kind of stuff. I get it. But I would also tell you it's, it's great stuff that's out there, but it's got to make sense to you. And I don't base things on dollars. I base it on, does it make sense? Uh, because especially during the pandemic, nobody's going to spend their money. They only, they spend their trust income. I have to know, and I have to trust the person before I'm going to give you my dollar. Well, you've probably heard me say this before, like, I'm not your friend. I'm sorry, which is probably a good thing for you because I'd only give you headaches, but I'm not your friend. Your friends will tell you what you want to hear. Those pants look great. You look amazing. Whereas I would go, yeah, you might want to rethink that. That outfit's not going to work for you. Like somebody's got to tell you the truth. And that's what we do with posture and pain and performance. Uh, I played five years of rugby. So I, I, I love the haka. I do it every morning just to psych myself out. I don't really do it, but I could watch it. You know what I mean? Because I'll probably screw it up. But it's one of the most motivating things to watch. And you go, okay, I'm going to take on the world right now. Let's go. So it's one of those things psychologically that I make choices based on how I can biohack my physical, my mental, and my emotional. Um, but it's a belief system and it's not a hope. So when somebody comes to me and says, gee, I hope you can help me with my pain. I say, you're in the wrong place. What do you believe about your pain? Well, I believe I'm broken. I can't help you. If you believe your pain is a signal and it sucks because it hurts, then I can help you. And that's what I think makes sense to someone like you who you've had head injuries and ran into the posture stuff and said, you know, I got to try to disseminate this information. You realize how many people you're going to help with just this discussion. Well, yeah, it's, that's kind of all it comes from for me. I just, I just see these issues in myself and then I see them in other people and just want to help. And, um, you know, we had Brad Faxon, the top golfer staying with us and he had to you know he's an awesome athlete we're doing handstands and kettlebell swings and he, he said he had two bunion operations and i was looking at my foot i'm like i've got a bunion just on the right side where the right hips a bit sore and that's with them you know and all those kind of pieces click together and um i mean i'm looking at doing the the training with you guys to understand yeah i just want to understand to better help more people and especially in the yoga world as well and the fitness world it's i just see more and more of those well let's um, go to yoga real quick. let's put you in downward dog mentally so everybody listening to this make sure you're not driving a car if you're at home and you're listening to this or video watching this just close your eyes so close your eyes picture yourself in downward dog and i'm going to give you two words push and pull. What are you doing with your arms and shoulders to drive your downward dog back? What are, which one of those are you using? Which word, which in which word instinctively tells you what you're doing? I feel the hips and thighs pushing back. Okay. So the hips and thighs can't push back. They would pull back like a, yeah, like it would be one of those things where I would say, stick your butt out. That's pulling back. But your arms would push back. 90% of the people in a downward dog push. And the downward dog is not an upper body exercise. Mm. It's just not. You've got to realize that your pelvis and your hips and your abs are there to pull you back, especially this long muscle right here the psoas muscle and its brother, the iliacus right there. That's the on switch for all of this. If that's not working, then you are off 
And you, if you said, well, I have a bunion on my right foot, my hip bothers me a little bit, my left one doesn't. Now we might have one side turned off and the other side turned on. Now you're in deep shit. Because now you're strengthening the, you get up here in the downward dog and you come out of it going like this. I don't know why my head hurts. Because your shoulder went up and your head cocked over. Power comes from the pelvis. Brad Faxon, great golfer. I've followed golf forever. Nicholas, Player, Palmer, Trevino, Norman. I've worked with them all. They will flat out tell you, put the golf clubs down and play another sport. And then pick up the golf club. And then put it down. Get the diversity in movement. You know, it's... Uh... Paul Check's top um, teacher who's been on the podcast, she's a friend here. She always tells me to swing the golf club left-handed. And I did a training with Ido Portal and he said, you know, he talked about the body's not made to specialize and there's no flat surfaces in nature. Um, you know, we should be, his, his two favorite movements are to squat and to hang. And that made a lot of sense for me. What would your kind of top tips be for that longevity and variety movement? Is it the barefoot walking on the beach? Is it to squat? Uh, not enough. Um, do you know Todd Durkin? No, I don't think so. He's a, he's a personal trainer, opened up a studio, became a mentor uh, to other people as it relates to, uh, he was Drew Brees' personal trainer through his whole career and Ladanian Tomlinson and all that stuff. He and I were over at his facility. We shot the podcast um, I think if you go to my story on my Instagram under the Brian Bradley, and remember folks, it's called the Brian Bradley only because Brian Bradley was taken by a hockey player for the Tampa Bay lightning and he wouldn't sell it to me. So it's the Brian Bradley, not because I'm narcissistic, but that was the only thing I could get. And, um, I walked into a facility. He goes, let me show you around, bro. Come on. And we walk around and he shows me around and I'm in a gym, right? So I'm like this. Yeah. Impressive. Okay, great. Oh, another piece of metal. Okay, great. You know, and then he walks me outside and says, this is where we train people during COVID. And I looked at all the equipment lined up. He goes, look at this, we pivoted nicely. And then I looked left at a place that has weeds growing up through it, an air conditioning system right there, and a bunch of beach pebble rock about that big. And I said, do you use this? And they're like, no, we, we, didn't, we didn't move anything over there yet. Outside they had the beach rock, you know, so there may be two inches by four inches long, but it was the landlord who just put them down there because they didn't want to put in any other like landscaping. And I said, Todd, this is price what you have right here. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And, you know, and I, I knew he knew what I understood. I knew he understood what I was talking about, but uh, I said, well, look, give me one of your football players. So he brings out this division one guy that just signed with a D1 or D2 team, big old lineman, you know, 300 and whatever pounds. I said, how you doing? How's it feel to move? He's like, yeah, good. He, this kid's going. He's a really good offensive lineman. You know, he's going to protect the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, great. What's it feel like to bend over and touch your toes? So he goes, no, I can get there. So he took his shoes off and I had him bend over and touch his toes. Pretty good range of motion for a guy that weighs 330 pounds. I said, okay, great. I want you to walk barefoot across those stones five times, back and forth, just like this. And the last two, I had him walk like this, barefoot, with his hands behind his head. And what's his foot doing? Well, it's having to adjust to the, the rocks. I guess the toes are having to spread and grip and... All this, right? Instead of the concrete jungle that we live in that does this. So he comes back over. I go, how was that? He's like, oh, my feet actually feel a little bit better. So great, touch your toes. And he goes right over and like, he came back up, he goes, okay, wait a minute. Why was that so much easier? And then I got Todd's attention. Because if you have something that simple that you could do, what did this, so I'm gonna pull out a, uh, I don't know if you guys have pickleball. You have pickleball where you live? I've just got into it because it's so, all the members at Taredi, this golf course, it's it's on trend. I see it coming. Um, but I've got one of these under my desk at the moment. Um, so put your foot on it. So my pickleball here, and it's brand new. Um, I think it's a Franklin, so we'll plug Franklin. Anyway, the the picture of the foot doing this, but look at the rest of my arm. 
Well, that's your leg, your hip, your knee, your ankle, blah, blah, blah. There is an up the chain reaction just from this. So you say that's the fascial tissue. Would you call it that? Or because I know we do that test, you know, we massage the foot with a golf ball and you've got more range of motion through that leg. And people say it's the connective tissue, but is it, do you look at it differently? Yeah, I look at it differently. I look at the, so make a fist with your hand like this, like squeeze it hard as you can. Remember, you're from New Zealand, squeeze your freaking fist, okay? There's the white I'm looking for, okay? Now go like this, spread it out as far as it'll go. Now, picture that when we do it again, squeeze what's happening down the chain in the forearm. So you have the two bones here, you have the one bone here, and you have the joint here. So if this was the foot that was doing this, 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 how do we know that the two bones in the lower leg, the one bone in the upper leg, and then the hip, which is really the same joint as the upper extremity, it's an up the, it's an up the chain bone realignment. So as we wanna talk about where your fascia must have changed, uh, I would say, yeah, there's, there's probably a change to it in some way, but which one came first, the chicken or the egg? So the bony adjustment, the skeletal adjustment back to a more correct position will automatically create a different reaction in the fascia, which is why I'm not a huge fan of foam rolling as a solve the problem idea. Now it makes you feel better. I mean, look, I have, you know, I have the hypersphere right here. I mean, I get stuff like this all the time right? I don't look like that. I wish I did. Um, but it's one of these things where, you know, you can change the fascia by rolling and doing all that stuff. But if you don't affect the reason why you wake up just as tight the next day, you're wasting your time. It's the definition of insanity, expecting a different result, doing the same shit. Now I know there's a much different definition, but that's what you get today. So uh, I'm looking at it like this, like, tell me how this happened in 12 minutes. 12 minutes with an Ironman triathlete, 58 years young. This is the same guy start to finish 12 minutes later. And thank God he had a, the same, he has a tattoo, right? Cause otherwise you wouldn't believe it's the same guy. Yeah. On that, my, I mean, I just took my dad down for a cortisol injection in his shoulder literally yesterday. And I was showing him the, the Goski shoulder exercises and the, you know, the cat cow variation, the arm circles and, you know, the, the, the clips on YouTube and, you know, some of them were too painful for him to do. I mean, you know, I was saying, well, don't do those ones, do the ones that you can do. Um, but he still, you know, went down, got the cortisol shot, is booked him for the MRIs. It's like this, um, like I said, it's, it's hard when it's family or friends. How, how do you cope with it when it's... Because I heard the same thing with Ty. Apparently, Ty, well, on Peter Goskey's one of his podcasts, he said Tiger came in and sat down, wasn't too much pain. He, he, he did one session and then left, and he just wanted the problem solved. How do you approach that kind of mentality? Do you... No, and again, let's not judge that mentality. Nobody really understands Tiger Woods' dilemma in life other than him. The, the kid has had it rough since the beginning. Just watch the uh, ESPN or 30 for 30, whoever did the documentary on Tiger's life. Just see what, and don't get me wrong, I'm not even judging his mom and dad. They did the best they could, but their best that they could kind of uh, change things up here. So his mentality coming in to see Pete Agoscu may have been like, okay, Nicholas told me to come here. You're the old white dude who's supposed to be like Yoda, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of, you know, the, but it's, the guy gets pulled in a thousand different directions every day of his life. I don't blame him for not getting better with us. Whether he was medicated or not medicated, whether he believed in it or didn't believe in it, I don't care. Sooner or later, he'll be back. Sooner or later. Because, and I hope it's sooner, just like uh, McGregor with breaking his leg. Sooner or later, I'm going to see you again. Let me change my setting here. Because I want to show you this. This is a diagram of how 
the shoulder blade works with the arm. So this is like off of scapular rhythm or something.com. So this is the arm bone, upper arm bone, the humerus, and this is the shoulder blade. When this arm comes out like this, when your dad moves his arm like this, he gets pain, okay? Having said that, there is the arm coming outward to 90 degrees. Here's the shoulder blade. Look at the difference here to here. The shoulder blade starts to get out of the way. Otherwise, see this little bridge that sits right there. That little bridge right there and this arm need to get a hell away from each other. So having said that, what happens is this. Here's the bridge sitting over here. The arm sits here. And this is the joint with this little, this little bridge sitting right off the top. This acromium has to get out of the way. So every time your dad does this, hey, let me, let me wipe my butt, right? He moves the arm behind him. There has to be a movement here and a congruent movement here to get out of the way. He says, hey, let me get something out of the refrigerator. He moves the arm. The shoulder blade needs to clear like a garage door opening in a car. Sorry, in a garage. The car either comes in and out correctly, but if the garage door comes down on top of it, if it doesn't move, if the shoulder blade mid-back don't have a good relationship, then this happens. And that's what they're gonna find on your dad's MRI. Bone spur forming, supraspinatus, tendon tear, uh, maybe mid-belly tear, guaranteed it's one of those two mixed with some other stuff. And I have never seen your father. Or bursitis, but that's just itis of the bursa, inflammation. But nobody ever answers why. And the reason why doing arm circles and elbow curls are a bad call is because you're trying to move the arm on a shoulder blade that won't move. It'd be better for him to, to go pull up forward, make circles forward, and then make circles back. Do a hundred of those every day. He might keep himself out of surgery, but he's wasting his time if his feet are like this. That's, that's the other thing I spotted. <laughs> I've got that book as well. That that book's one of your favorites. Hundred um, percent. Mine. Uh, very simple, and I'm a very simple person. Um, explanation of the psoas and its importance. That's. I think that's a really great example because I I see. Um, yeah, I mean, I had what like eight sinus surgeries and I, I never got asked whether I had a deer intolerance or like there's no no one asked why and that that's always troubled me I, I always you know a lot of specialists they don't ask why and we did um a top robotic surgeon up the other day and we, we're, we're chatting about this process and trying to bring that he's trying to bring that more into the medical system and have surgery as a last resort but often it's a, it's a first resort and now that's medical school though that's not the medical student Let's just put one thing clear out there. And I listen, I have doctors all through my family, all that kind of stuff. So let me just say this. They're human beings, you know. But too many people look at them and go, they told me so I should do it. So the only thing I say to him is this. What do you call a medical student who gets C's in medical school? Doctor. Versus the one that gets the A+. I'll take the A+. They're still humans. Bedside manner, what comes to mind, my life experiences. Am I in a fight with my husband or wife? So I'm pissed off. So my, my, my medical practice might suck that day because my mind's in the wrong place. Tony Robbins, human being. I get people who resonate with him all over the place. I also hear people who say, oh, I hate that guy. And I said, well, why do you hate it? Well, because I don't need any motivation. That's good because he's not a motivator. He's a strategist. Works with the best people in the world for a reason. Tiger Woods, Conor McGregor, any females out there that he's working with, they don't need motivating. They need a path. And it's my job to help keep him on his path from a physical standpoint. It's Billy's job, his personal trainer that travels with him to keep him on his path. So every coach needs a coach or your ego is in the way. So when these top golfers came to us to, to be able to work on, I called my dad and said, hey, I just gave Jack Nicholas a golf, golf lesson. He's like, well, there goes golf. 
But we didn't give Nicholas a golf lesson. We gave him a hip lesson saying, no wonder you degenerated your left hip because your right hip didn't work. Your body was spending too much time over here. My brother is a very good golfer, scratch golfer, and he plays golf left-handed one day a week and shoots 41, 42 for nine holes because of how it allows him to transfer weight the other direction. It's critical. Now, I'm not telling people to go play golf the opposite way. It's odd. But hitting with your feet together and your knees together, the stuff that I did for the uh, when I spoke at the PGA Show of America this year, I did a keynote on what's my favorite thing. Hit with my feet together. I hit 50 balls that way. Because hitting with your feet together does what? Does it allow you to sway and slide or rotate? Rotate. I guess you got symmetry too as well because everything's... Even. Yeah, but, but it's not even because my arms ahead on this side and I'm only doing this, I'm doing this, right? But it's, it allows me to do this because if I start doing this with my hips, I fall over because my feet are together. So it stops the sway slide very quickly. But it's such an old school thing and too easy to do that some of the other guys have lost sight of the power of that strengthening exercise. You get pros out there who go, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll do that to warm up and loosen up. I'm like, moron, you're a moron. And I mean that in such an endearing way, but it's because they're allowing their own education to get in the way of hearing something new. They're not open to what they might not know. Yeah. Is it the quote that it's, it's not what you know that, that, uh, that's going to trouble you. It's what you, what you don't know that you don't know. Um, or no, what you know that you, what you know that. <laughs> okay. Do you remember, do you remember, do you remember <laughs> the movie? Do you remember Chris Farley and Tommy boy? No, no. My God. One of the greatest movies of all time. So if you don't get anything else out of this podcast, what you just did when you're like, it's gotta be, you gotta know what you don't know. Like you were confused, right? So there's a scene in the movie where he says he's trying to sell oil filters to a guy and the guy's like, people like guarantees, gotta have a guarantee on the box. And he goes, hey, Bob, um, you could take a look at a bolt, wait, you could, you could stick your head up the bolt, no wait, you could stick your head up the butcher, oh God, I screwed up the whole thing. And meanwhile, it's supposed to say, you could stick your head up a bull's backside, but you'd rather, rather take the butcher's word for it that you're getting the right cut of meat, right? Or you could take a poop in a box and stamp it guaranteed, but all you're getting is a guaranteed piece of poop. So that it's a comedy movie, which by the way, one of the top five of all time, but it's one of those things when you were, when you were stuttering like that going, I, 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 I'm like, oh my God, it's Chris Farley and Tommy Boy. You'll thank me for I'm, getting I'm, you to I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it now. Um... So on the, on the on the mentors heroes bit then who, who have you got obviously Pete's been a huge inspiration is anyone else and and I'm sure Tony's work and there's incredible people Tony you know I do Dr Barry Morgan's meditations and I, I come across so many people through Tony picking up you know whether it's Dave Asprey or I know you're into the bulletproof coffee now the other guys who you look up to or look to for advice um, you know continually learning. Yeah. Um, I listen to females because there might be a little less ego involved and guys get caught up in ego uh, size measurements. You know what I mean? Like they're always about, oh, oh okay, shut up. But a female comes across with emotion tied to it. I think they have a bigger tie to why they're making a decision. What is it created? Um, I grew up with three sisters, still have them. Uh, we have discussions all the time. I challenge them all the time, politically, uh, movement wise, everything. And you know, I'm, I'm the catalyst for chaos basically in that, in that family circle, but they know that. Um, but from a, you know, mentor standpoint, absolutely Peter Goscu. Peter Goscu's late wife who passed away, say five years ago or six years ago, um, she and I were amazingly close. Um, but 
Pete's this 200 and some pound ex-Marine, which can't really be an ex-Marine, but, uh, but he's a big teddy bear at heart, you know, so I'm going to call him a chick, you know what I mean? He's kind of like a chick, but it's, he's so in touch with the now, the present, why are you making that decision? Have you ever asked why? That kind of stuff. It's, it's been very helpful in my life. Uh, Robbins, absolutely, on the art of listening. Like somebody asked me yesterday in a podcast, what's the one thing you're going to teach me that we could leave with? I'd be like this, shut up, stop talking, which I know is tough for me to do, but stop talking, open up your ears in a true conversation. Do not go into your relationship in a conversation that says, I'm going to get my point across. Because if you're not listening, all you're going to do is try to get your point across. And here comes the political fight, which we know our United States is so screwed right now because of politics doing this. When if somebody would just say, I'm willing to listen to what these morons have to say, and I'm willing to listen to what these morons have to say, we actually might make some headway. And with divorces that 50% or more right now, I believe that if you just say this, go back to why you married the person in the first place. Go back to day one when you met that person. How's that feel? God, that was amazing. Get that feeling back. Unless it's over, I get it. People do, unless it's completely done. But if you don't ever go back to why did we divorce, then you're going to make that same mistake over here and go, this was amazing. Five years later, why did I get divorced again? That's the Tony Robbins idea of life happening to me, which I know he's, he's pulled himself in from different speakers like Jim Rohn and all those things. But the way he's put all this stuff together, there's nobody better. And, you know, I, I've been a a fan of his for a long time. He's been a client of mine, hopefully a fan of mine for almost three decades. He does the Agassi stuff every day. He, we talked the other day about Conor McGregor. Um, everything's going, everything happens for a reason. So if you're not open to listening, then you're shutting everything down because you're going in with your ego and preconceived notion. What does ego stand for? E-G-O. So just very simply, E-G-O, edging God out. Even if you're not religious, or whatever God you believe in. If you have an ego, you've pushed God to the side and you're making your own dumb decisions, which are eventually gonna bite you down the road. So it's always nice to be able to answer to someone or something going, okay, what's gonna happen long-term? Like, what's your conscience telling you? But you have to be open to listening, Doug. You know, it's, I mean, I know you are. That's why we're doing this kind of stuff. And you were so diligent about hunting me down on Instagram and stuff. So I really appreciate it. I know my schedule's a nightmare, but it's a, uh, it's a good nightmare. It's why I do it. Uh, well, I mean, when I first heard Pete speak, actually, a recent video with him and is it Sonia Jones um, and how he just talked about health as being clear headed, but it wasn't even what he said, it just his energy and his kind of, you could tell he was just coming from a place of love and egolessness and he could have said anything and I would have just wanted to find out more about that guy. And um, okay, I'm really so excited about the new album, book. I got lucky 30 years around him. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's been such a blessing. I seriously got lucky. Cause listen, I know like even people, if I said this, like I can probably be a dick. Everybody's going like this. Yeah, we know. But it's a, if I didn't, I would have had such blinders on coming out of medical school if I didn't meet that guy. Cause you your know, background was PT. Well, exercise, phys, athletic training, going yep. to PT school. And instead of doing that, I hooked up with Pete and thank God I did because the physical therapy world, I think would have been worse off with me in it. But it's a, this world as the way we've embraced it and made the PT world much healthier by saying, we're here to help the physical therapist. We're here to help the chiropractor, the personal trainer, strength coach, athletic trainer, whatever it might be by getting the customer to believe in themselves, do their homework. Now they're presenting at visits much different. They're not coming in all bent over and broken. They're coming in, oh, I'm off, let's get it fixed. Making everybody else's job easier. Mm. I'm just mindful of your time, um, Brian, coming up on the, the hour. So you got five, five more minutes or? Whatever um, you want. Uh, it's, it's, I just find the whole thing so interesting because it's interesting when I had my issues and then suddenly throwing a cricket ball again, you know, my elbow hurt. And then, you know, hearing you speak, you just all the dots start joining up about how the hip drives the goal swing and the arm throw. I know that's such, such a huge issue in cricket as well. 
um, you know, fast bowlers. Uh, you're going to start playing pickleball. The, it's a plastic. It's a plastic paddle with a plastic ball. Good luck creating spin on that. If your legs and hips don't drive the spin. So I started playing 90 days ago, but I came from the national level table tennis stuff. So this is a post that I just put up the other day to go, okay, let's see if this post goes. Airplane mode, moron. All right, when you look at this. So this is me in uh, two weekends ago playing with my student that I'm teaching, talking about shoulder and hip drive. That paddle does not move unless my hip turns it. My arm's not going back. My arm goes back as my hip goes back. Right? And there's the footwork with it. Sorry about the view folks, but that's the backside. I do, I do have my mother's hips, sorry. And then this is the forehand, sorry, this is backhand, me blocking for him. You're right, it's definitely hip driven. Pickleball's no different. And my game, I'm not BSing you. Within the last two weeks, I took a massive jump, massive. When you stop, because on that, the rubber can grab the ball and take it with it. On a pickleball paddle, it's plastic to plastic, so it rolls off like this. You have to be able to drop the paddle, play it almost upside down, come up as the body comes up to do this. Well, it's the same thing. Connor was fighting Cowboy, and they were tied up, and he went, came up and hit him with the top of his shoulder and broke his nose with his shoulder. Because after our visit, he finally understood power comes from the hip to the floor to create that ground reaction sequence. Otherwise, you're going to end up with shoulder pain. And pickleball hurts a lot of people because they don't train for it. They think, oh, it's just easy, plastic ball, blah, blah, blah. The game's changing. The speed is really coming into the game with tennis players entering it. Yeah, that's interesting because I think, um, you know, people always get surprised when you get a, a young little golfer who, who you know like a map who hits at miles and then they think the the the, the bustling bodybuilder is going to hit it further and it's just it's it's never the case um club head speed that, baby club head speed yeah which um and and on that i love the patch you know that you're talking about the patch workouts and kind of going back to these natural movements um because you've got the Goski workouts online and the Cinema and this elevated fitness channel. Um, so there's lots of people to find your work, but the, can you talk me through the patch? Cause that got me really excited. I was, you know, it's like, it's in nature, it's outdoors. Those bear crawls are just brutally hard. Um, and I kind of want to set one up in the, the backyard now. We'll just have some lo tree logs lying around because um, it's such a neat functional movement well let me show the picture for the people who don't know so this is outside of one of our nfl stadiums they built this outside the stadium but look at million dollar multi tens of millions of dollars of athletes doing that kind of stuff or you know this kind of stuff where they're doing hands on their head walking on top of a con cave surface which causes your ankle to do this which is like walking on beach rock so we're big believers of tying the hip to the foot, the hip to the shoulder, the shoulder to the ankle, the whole body works as the unit. Now the fascia guys like anatomy trains would say they're already doing that and they truly do understand it. It's my job to help them understand how to get it. And secondly, if you don't understand emotion, you'll never understand fascia. Your emotions have absolutely will affect the way your diaphragm works. Your diaphragm will affect the way your intestine works all those systems working together. And you think you're gonna roll somebody's leg, especially their IT band. There was a study in 2009 uh, that came out about the IT band tensile strength to where if you, if you evolve that, cut it off, cut it off and put the IT band behind a truck, you could tow a boat and not tear the IT band. And you think you're gonna roll it loose with a roller? Come on guys, not happening.
the emotional component though what is your practice or for people or advice for because i see i see weight gain as well as an emotional kind of protection and and a lot of headaches and different things is like energy block you know people wanting life to be different than what it is or or do you have a a practice or or a you know is it meditation is it a gratitude diary is it anything in particular for, for yourself uh well that's tony's world uh to do that kind of stuff but but tony would tell you the same thing i think i think he would say he agrees with me on this one faith is belief like my faith in my god is very calming like super calming and you can't give away what you don't have. If you don't have calm, you can forget about teaching other people calm. If you don't have certainty yourself and believing who you are, you can fake it all you want, but people are going to be able to read through it. So I don't do like, like Master Ko. Master Ko does a lot of meditations and stuff like that. I don't. Um, I like beating his ass in table tennis, but, uh, you know, that's a whole different story. Um, but it's a, when you start looking at this kind of stuff, I believe it comes down to a reflection on, are you here by yourself or are you, are you kind of, do you have faith in something else? And, and I believe for me, that's number one, you know, where you would just say, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to kill that person because a, it's not right, but B it's not what I believe, you know, like doing good to others versus bad to others and to myself and all that kind of stuff. So you said something about weight gain is a, is a self-protection mechanism. Tell that to any fat girl that's watching this. Because it might be correct that they might be, I'm going to protect myself and I turn to food. But in a sense, they're self-sabotaging. And because no person, male or female, males are worse because women at least talk about it. Um, we don't want to put on a bunch of body fat and feel good about it. We shut the lymph system down. Everything gets affected, digestion, hormone release, all that stuff. What we're really looking for is acceptance. So here's the one thing I would leave you with. And you guys can DM me on my Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Go to Egoski Methods, Instagram, all that stuff. And just tell them you came from your podcast. They'll get a hold of me if you're not going to get on Brian Bradley, whatever. I got this off of Pete Egoski. He walked somebody through this before. He said, stand in front of a mirror with no clothes on. Like you should probably shut the blinds in your house first to make sure your neighbors don't get a view. But stand in front of your mirror with the least amount of clothing or nude in front of a full length mirror. And look at yourself and find, find what parts of your body you do approve of. Hair, skin, face, lips, belly fat, breasts, shoulders, triceps, abs, you know, whatever. I don't care what it is. And the, the ones, think about what I just said. Stand in front of the mirror and find the parts of the body you approve of. What's the first thing that you thought about, Doug? Did you go to a point that you approve of or did you go, well, I can tell you what I don't like because it's not our line. Yeah. It's not our line of thinking to go, what do I like about me? It's what don't I like and what are other people judging? Now imagine somebody coming to me like that with chronic pain. I had a young woman come to us for chronic pain in the past who the only time that she gets shown quote love from her husband is when she's in chronic pain mm. and you're coming to me to live pain-free. I don't have a chance of getting you out of pain because it's the only relationship of love connection to your husband. Don't waste my time. So give me another reason to help you. Well, I don't really want to be pain-free. How about stand up straighter? Okay. You know, or move better or something like that. So we have people sometimes stand in front of the mirror. And like for me personally, I'd stand in front of the mirror and go, yeah, I can tell you what's badass. I had all these injuries to my left side, but I overcame them. I'm able to do this, 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 positive. Okay, where's my body weight with my eyes closed, left to right? Oh, okay, I'm pretty even, positive. My right shoulder isn't as low as it used to be when I first started with Pete, positive. My pec tissue isn't sitting up where I'd like it to be. It's kind of dropped down, but for, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, it's a negative, shut up, okay. Well, but we all go to that kind of stuff. But if you can stand in front of a mirror and, and even state, I approve. You'll hear a voice that says, I don't. I approve. No, you don't. I approve. You're a liar. I approve. You're fat. I approve. But eventually after a month of that, you're going to go, I approve. 
and there's nothing there because you'll override the disbelief eventually. And not until a person gets to that point are they ever going to discover their true capabilities until they get themselves out of their own way. And that's the Peter Goskew, Tony Robbins mentality that I've been so blessed to be in front of for 30 years that I just don't, like my top three books, let's see here. Um, I have, well, two of them right here. And then Jonathan Livingston Seagulls over there, but these are must reads. Mm. Must reads, must read. Okay, there's a picture for your YouTube page right there. Okay, this one is amazing. This one's amazing second. This one is a game changer. This one Tom Brady reads from every day of his life. I'd say he's a winner. So just make the choice to be excellent, you know, and it's uh, not just one of those, I'm going to be excellent. No, you got to truly believe it. Beautiful. Somebody said to me yesterday, I just want to tell you this from a, an Australian guy that I did his podcast, Brody and down in Australia. And he said, there was a young lady on there who said, I felt like crap yesterday. I had a very sad day, but here's what she said. I embraced the suck. Now that might be David Goggins or somebody said that. I don't know who said it, but it's so true. This isn't fairy tales and, you know, la la land. Some days are going to suck. Okay. What's today going to teach me versus why is this happening to me? And you'll be way happier. And I think you'll be more open to find your solution at that point. Okay. Beautiful. Well, thanks for um, your time and your teachings and um, the work you guys do. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I'm your biggest fan. So <laughs> looking forward to the new book. And um, obviously people can find you at, at Brian, the Brian um, Bradley online. And um and yeah, any, any last, I guess that's a good place to wrap it, I guess. Yeah. The, uh, the book will be out. The new book will be out. Here's the pain-free book. Now the new book will be out sometime in the fall and uh, God, it's so good. It's so good again, because it goes into why should I do this versus like here, try this. It's not about that. It's about why do you, here's a perfect example. And I will let you go. I promise I'll shut up after this. Once a person gets out of pain with a Goski where they feel better, why don't we ask them this question? Why don't I say to them, that's amazing. Um, keep doing your exercises. Get back to me with questions, okay? I don't care about that. Here's the question that Peter Goski would ask them. Congratulations. What are you going to do with it? Because now it's, wow, you're right. I feel so much better. What am I going to do next? Versus, I hope I stay here and I don't screw it up again and go down here again. It's just a simple shift. Tony would call it the two millimeter shift. Just a different question. But it makes sense. Yeah, I love that question. Are there other questions you, you, you when you get stuck, you ask yourself? Is it, you know, is it that question or is it is, is there another couple that you've got in your, in your arsenal? Let's say somebody attacks you verbally, emotionally. Doug, well, Doug, you're an ass for having Brian on your podcast. Blah, blah, blah. He used too many bad words and blah, blah, blah. Get over it. Okay. But at the same time, they're right because it's their belief system. So in their world, the F-bomb's a bad thing. In their world, the word S-H-I-T is a bad thing. The world... Okay, I get it. In my world, it's not. I don't give words control. I just don't. Judgment is the number one thing that we could kill in ourselves to make us much happier. So when somebody else attacks me, blah, 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 blah. I learned this from Peter Goski a long time ago. He literally says this in his mind. No, thank you for the gift. Let's say you were attacking me, telling me everything I was doing wrong. And I just smile. I appreciate that, Doug. Um, is there anything else I can help you with? And you're like, oh, motherfucker. Da, 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 da. No, no, Doug, for real. Like, how can I help you? Or are we just going to MF each other on here? You know, because 
in my mind, I'm saying this, no, thank you for the gift, Doug. I've, you've, you've slung a handful of poop at me and I've taken that poop and caught it in a box and wrapped it like a present and said, no, thank you for the gift. Because when are you ever unhappy about opening a gift? But if somebody throws poop at you, you're very upset. Not if you relabel it and repackage it. So everything that happens could be a gift. And then you can really start looking at deep inside. Like now I wonder if Doug was right about this. Bill Clinton said, okay, this will be the last thing. Bill Clinton said at a Tony Robbins event, whether you like Bill Clinton or not, right after Trump won the election in 2016, the world went crazy. U.S. Democrats went batshit crazy. Republicans thought, finally, whatever, okay, you're both nuts, right? But you think about this and say, am I really going to give that election that much effect on me? And somebody asked Bill Clinton a question. What do you do with all the negative that's been said about you and your family? And he said, well, that's very simple. I read from this book every day. And... I assume that they're right. Hey, you're this. I assume they're right. And then I rewind and go, when I interacted with that person, did I do something that fed their narrative of me? Now think about that introspection. You're looking back going, what did I do to cause that? Versus you're a jerk too. One's just so much healthier because now you're really going to try to problem solve and you may come up with, nah, you're actually crazy. Or, you know what, you're right. I could have said things differently. Can you imagine if Trump would have just said that? I should have put a woman in charge of my Twitter account. That would have been a game changer for the world because then everybody would probably like the United States a little bit more. So I'll leave you with that. Well, what do you think? That's not a rhetorical question. would love to hear from you. And the best thank you would be a review in iTunes. If you could leave a review um, or share the podcast or the Gosky method with someone, you know, who you think it could benefit. I think that's just, you know, you're helping make the world a better place. Literally, by balancing the body, it, it can change every aspect of your life. And um, I love Brian's focus on the mindset as well and seeing every day, every struggle as an opportunity as a way every symptom as just feedback and uh and and pushing us in the right direction and the goscu method i'll leave all the links in the show notes but make sure to check out try the workouts try the lineman exercises and uh, if you need to um give me a dm because i don't think we've got a goscu practitioner in new zealand there might be one um but happy to help out in any way i can and uh yeah really appreciate the listen hope you dug the episode and as always think less experience more.